Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. It's all go here in the WrestleTalk office. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Busy boy, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you, busy boy? I've been a busy boy. Yeah, I've been a busy boy. I've hardly been in the office, but I'm I'm absolutely exhausted. Had to do some fun filming. Fun in air quotes. What I actually mean is embarrassing and humiliating. very tiring you I mean I saw only a slight bit of it and you looked tired it's yeah well everyone will know what I'm talking about next Wednesday and you know hopefully by tomorrow everyone will know the other thing that's just popped up yeah and like within the last hour popped up yeah recording this it's kind of hard to focus on anything (laughs) else if I'm honest well let's all good things in a in a bad way. A bad situation has created some good things, potentially. Life gave us lemons, and we're now going to make some lemonade. I nearly said something else for a second then. I nearly said what I said in the office, but I realised I shouldn't say what we said in the office, because that would give the game away. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so what? <laughs> let's focus up. Let's get into AEW, because Ollie thinks that they might have botched oh, damn it. war games. I love the way you phrase it. Here is the show. Is, it's been really well promoted, well not well promoted, it's been hyped up I would argue. This was first announced at AEW Revolution where they said, you know, that we've got blood and guts coming. Hmm. It's, and they ran the video package and it's like, oh no, that's War Games. But they're not calling it that, WWE own the rights to the name War Games. So they're calling it Blood and Guts, which is a reference to Vince McMahon calling AEW a blood and guts promotion at last summer's investors call. and. That was a big announcement. I was like, holy moly, that's wicked. Announce it on a pay-per-view, what a newsworthy show. Cannot wait for these big segments to mm. build to this essentially pay-per-view level TV episode on March 25th 
if it even happens. Yes. Although that's quite a good quarantine area. <laughs> also, we uh, did muck up the start of that. I think YouTube just pushed us live automatically rather than hey, me doing it manually. We're still trying to figure out our new <laughs> streaming software, but the audio should be fine. And what we've had in the two episodes since Revolution has been a tweet mm -hmm. and a graphic. Yeah. And that is where some of this doesn't quite well, yeah, yeah, it's sad because I don't want to hear, be here and be like, oh, you know, some people have been in the chats being like, thinking being a bit harsh and that. Have they really botched it? Have they really done this? This match between the inner circle and the elite feels like it should have had a lot more in it, as opposed to, as you say, they just announced it as a tweet on Sunday night on the same, you know, kind of competing up against Elimination Chamber, just being like, hey, this match is happening. Here are the participants. And then hey, here are the rules. It's just a sort of slideshow of rules. And you know, they did some stuff on this show to build to that. I liked the fact that the Cody match finished in a, finished in a submission to put over the fact that, you know, this is, uh, it's by submission or surrender only. But they did build this episode being like, you want, you're gonna find out the rules of this match. And really what that was, was, you know, in the, towards the end of the show, they had two slides up to say like, here are the rules. And the commentators were telling you the rules throughout. There was no cool video package. There was no announcement of it. It was just, here are the rules. These are the people that are in it. And they didn't even really have that. They were just like, and you know, we're gonna tell you that these people are fighting inside Blood and Guts, but there's no real reason for it outside of that we've been building this since the start of Dynamite Sierra. It was a Drew Gulak PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And it's war games. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it. Like, I think back to that, the, the original William Regal announcement of we're going to do this in war games. And Huge. the crowd go nuts. Awesome. And, yeah, it makes it feel like a big deal. There's a, reason for the, there's a reason to have this match, as opposed to these two factions have been feuding since Dynamite started. You know, that, yeah, that back when in the October. inner circle formed. Yeah. So we've been doing this for five, six months. So you know that has been a long-term build to get to this match. So it kind of sucks then that the match was just announced on Twitter. Yeah, and think of all the dramatic potential that you could have had in-ring segments for. So when they announce, sure, Revolution. I, d I don't mind that announcement. We're going to have blood and guts because you can't say war games on TV. So when they say, we're challenging you to a blood and guts match, everyone's gonna go, what? <laughs> well, so it won't, you wouldn't get that William Regal pop. So it's actually quite smart to announce, here's what blood and guts is, you know, the, mm -hmm. you know the rest, dot, dot, dot. But then don't continue to make the really dramatic moments of this feud, just throw away, ad, not ad libs, but you know, promotional bits. That tweet that went out on Sunday that said that this Blood and Guts, guts match is going to be the elite versus the inner circle, that should be a main event closing thing yeah. where they're all brawling and they get pulled apart and then Cody or Paige maybe, I don't know, someone on the elite side, I guess, is like, well, we challenge you to Blood and Guts. There's five of us, there's five of you. Crap, it's predictable, but... It'll be a really fun TV moment, as opposed to, here's a tweet. The crowd can react to it. Yeah, and, the, and then the following week on this week's episode, the rules, like that's, there's so much material there and potential, where Jericho should be saying, no, we want to change this rule, or mm. we, all right, you can have this if we get to go in first. Yeah. There should be a lot of jockeying around that, but 
they instead took the route, I guess more of a sports-based route, where they did this through the matches. Like you said, Cody faced um, Ortiz Jeez, yep. uh, at the start. Really good match. And it ended, yeah, with Cody tapping out Ortiz with the in the four. figure four. Yeah, yeah thanks nice. to Arn Anderson's secret clipboard. <laughs> His secret color-coded clipboard. I really want to see how he organizes those notes. I am convinced it's the running order of the show. <laughs> like He's going over. Exactly. I was just waiting for someone. I was hope I'm not hoping, but I thought I was going to log into Twitter today and see, like, yeah, everyone's enhanced this image, and it's just the running order of mm. the show. Uh, and then, yeah, the main event was Hangman Page and a mystery partner taking on the inner circle of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, which again gave you a big brawl at the end where the inner circle stood tall. Two weeks running. Really good spot where Page is sort of running wild, but then the inner circle beat him down. Cody's beat him down. Um, Matt Jackson. Matt no, Jackson no, no, comes out later. Yeah, Cody, so Kenny, Kenny Omega. Again, putting over, it's all about the numbers game inside of uh, Blood and Guts War Games, which is you are the babyfaces will find themselves at a two-on-one disadvantage. Mm. And that's a smart move because Nick Jackson was written off TV, for this episode at least, after that first match where it cuts after Cody wins, cuts backstage, Jericho, Hager and Sammy have Nick Jackson underneath the steel shutter. Mm. Which is really, like, I did love that because one of the images burnt into my childhood is Chris Benoit dropping the steel shutter on yeah. Chris Jericho mm -hmm. in that fantastic intercontinental title feud. Uh, so, and Nick's there, he's bleeding from the mouth, he's not moving, it's all good like that. And then Nick is rushed off to hospital, played super realistically, Dusting is in there just because they're friends, Brandy and Cody drive off with the ambulance. Yeah. All really good. But what happens is Paige is taken up to the ramp. He's, uh, he's they, they tease the shield bomb again. But then Matt Jackson makes the save. A mirror from last week when Paige saved Matt. And then Matt gives him the middle finger. I loved this. This was hands down my favorite thing on the show. That was excellent. Really, really cool. Because it's like that, that tension dynamic in the elite itself is really, really interesting. And it's because Matt turned his back on the inner circle that Jericho could hit Matt with a chair. Exactly. The elite actually got the upper hands with Matt running in to make the save. And, you know, they were all, they were working, not working together, but they were together. Matt made the save. But his overriding emotions and his current hatred of Hangman Page cost them that match. So as much as you could say that they've botched the announcement of this match, I would certainly say they've actually done an excellent job of telling you the story of this match and how through wrestling and not through you know commentary being like, they are doing this because of this. Through actions, they have told you this is the drama of the match. And, and I think actually that was really, really clever. I agree. And it has been very good. What my problem is here is, you know, number one, I've already said it, and that is wasting dramatic potential in tweets or graphics when those should be segments between mm -hmm. the wrestlers, especially with the acting capability of these, you know, a lot of these 10 guys. But it's also, it's not, it's, it's stupid for us to sort of accuse someone of being clickbait <laughs> at this stage. But they're... You know, they, they have the announcement on Twitter. They they say that there's going to, you know, you want to tune in next week because we're going to show you the rules. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm actually quite interested in that. And then it's like just these two screenshots of, of rules. Yeah. 
But the other thing was, the other huge part of me being excited for this episode was Hangman Page's mystery partner for the main event. It was Hangman Page and Vacant taking on Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. The, the show opens with the Young Bucks saying, you know, who is it? And Page is like, well, it's neither of you, dickheads. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a mystery. And what happens at the end is Dustin, Dustin Rhodes comes out and he's like, he cuts a really good promo actually to Lexi, saying after what they did to Nick, I need to be in there because we need to kick their ass. Yeah, I'm going to tag with you whether you like it or not. So what was Page's... I'm guessing Page's plan was like he hadn't picked out a plan. He figured that AEW had picked out a partner for him or the elite had picked out a partner for him. Really? Well, that's what I figured because they say like he hasn't talked to anyone all day. You know, he hasn't been talking to Dustin all day. And like his, and this is, I, I know exactly what you're going to say here. His tweet over the weekend was where like he retweeted the image of him with Vacant and in the Blood and Guts match for F's sake. FFS, yeah. Yeah, FFS for being like, I'm being booked in these matches. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So I think in this sort of the kayfabe world, Paige went out there being like, I don't know who my partner is. I haven't picked one because I didn't get a chance to choose one. I was just given a partner. But a, so I, it just doesn't make I sense know, to I, me. I know I'm, I'm trying to Pritchard this. I'm to totally, I'm, but it, it, even that version, like, well, AEW, why did Dustin have to put himself in? Because Why didn't AEW... Because all the elite went off to the hospital with Nick. So you reckon one of the elite was going to be Paige's been, partner yeah. Yeah, because so. that's what AEW management told her. I, I thought, you know, for, for a promotion that's, that, that really does have a fine attention to detail now, maybe not in the first month, but now they really do, This it just came across as a bit of a... I don't know, it's a bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. I, I was Some people are saying that apparently they said that uh, Paige's plan was to go it alone. Um, yeah, Paige, uh, and also someone said, um, stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I just thought that this War Games is such a potentially huge thing. I completely agree. You might, they might have given themselves too few weeks to build it. Well, but, yeah, but have they? It has been building a long time. Yeah. Like, you, you go back, when was the, the Match Beyond promo? Like that mm. was that was during Cody's feud with Jericho. That was like November last year. They have been teasing that they're going to do this War Games match. Yeah. So they have had this plan for a long time. So for it, as you say, to then to then give yourself two weeks to build it, kind of sucks considering you're building a thirty-man Iron match for four weeks. And yeah, there is that argument that it's been building for six months. I get that, and I don't think that's wrong. But the actual match announcement itself has almost been left to the last minute, and I don't think it was the best idea to do it on, on Twitter. No. It's funny enough, like, we were, I was in a conversation with um, website WrestleTalk.com's Louis Dangor, uh, Danger, Danger. Dang, Danger Dangor yesterday, because he hates the ranking system. Mm -hmm. Like a few people, they don't like the ranking system, because to them, it doesn't make sense. But every time I look at the ranking system, it completely makes sense, because I watched I, I tend to watch the YouTube videos that they put out. I've watched the, the very first one. When they first did the rankings and everyone told them it didn't make sense, they had an answer for everyone's criticism against the ranking system. So I looked at all of those and I'm like, okay, well I now I understand this ranking system. But if you haven't seen those YouTube videos, if you didn't see Cody's tweets, if you didn't see other people's tweets about it, the ranking system probably doesn't make any sense to you because it's not a TV thing. They never on TV say, here is the ranking system and here's why it makes sense. So. I can completely sympathize with people being like, yeah, the rankings make absolutely no sense whatsoever because I'm not watching all the YouTube stuff. That same principle applies to announcing matches on Twitter. 
Because if you're not on Twitter, if you're not on social media, you didn't know what the entrance of that match were until yeah. you watched this show. Yeah, and I even did. then, really. I, and we call WWE out for it all the time. So it would be hypocritical for us to sit here and say, well, this is totally fine. Mm. So I, yeah, I personally, I, I love all the guys involved. I love the stuff they did. I just thought there was this huge area that they could have made more effective as a part of it. Yeah. So yeah, so, so now really to me, blood and guts just feels like a match that's in two weeks, a cool match, but nowhere near the first ever cage match. Nowhere near that Iron Man match. Yeah, yeah. And it's freaking It's war, war games. games. Yeah, you're right. And, and like, this is what Cody wanted. Like that, the AEW podcast that he did with Tony and um, Aubrey. Girl, Aubrey, I was going to call it Girl Hebner, because I couldn't remember <laughs> her name. Um, like that's what he, or his big envision, like his big plan is to just get all of Dusty's trademarks. Like, mm. it's so funny him talking about, I can have all the super brawls that I want. I don't really want those. Yeah. <laughs> what I want, what I want is Starcade. What I, what I want is War Games because those are the ones that really meant something to my dad. Mm. Like I was just trying to do all of these trademarks, so I would just annoy them to the point where they'd be like, "Ah, oh, fine, have it if you if you want it that bad." So War Games means a lot to Cody. So it does surprise me that it was just a Twitter announcement and then some graphics. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you can troll the biggest troll in the wrestling <laughs> industry, the WWE. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Do some Patreon pledge hammer shoutouts. Indeed. For our $25 a month or more backers. Thank you, Court and a Travis Webb. Nice, Ooh. yes. 
I think he's talking to you. Damien Thompson! Whoa. Liam Mills Summer Murders. There it is. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Oh, thank you. Flaccid Kraken, Joe Janelia. Janella. Probocop. Probocop. The monster of own Patreons, Brian Strowman. Braun. Something's reporting yeah, yeah. on me. Uh, harder than its bite, Sean Barksdale. Made you first blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Yeah. yeah, cheers, Grace. Vita Ventura, pet detective. Woohoo! Former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Branson. Thank and you. And lastly, one of the nicest men on the entire planet, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. 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 What a guy. Conestopia says, next week Kenny gets written off so that Darby joins the Elite and other members will be Matt or Brody. The other is the Exalted one, which whichever one isn't the Exalted one. I, do, I don't think so. I think they'll stick with the Elite. I think that would be a bad idea as well if they change. No, but yeah, I think they are they're telling the story that Nick's going in injured, Kenny's going in injured. You know, both of them were written off kayfabe written off TV because the inner circle beat them down. Well, you know, well, Paige, sorry, Kenny picked up his injuries through the Revolution match, as did Nick. And now Nick's been beaten up on TV and Kenny's been hurt mm. even further. So not only will the baby faces be going in at the heel disadvantage, or the, you know, the heels will be two on one, three on two, four on three, but they'll also have injured members going in. So there will always be a big baby face disadvantage for them, which is solid war games booking. I've just thought because Paige is like... You know, he could come in last. Where do his allegiances lie? I think he'll totally be fine. He'll be the baby face. And I just thought, two rings, <gasps> buckshot lariat. <laughs> is he going to flip over the bit in the, in the uh, middle? He's got to, right? Or does he reach over? I yeah. Very excited. Jobber JJ496. Happy anniversary, Luke. Do you want to explain that? So, yeah, so uh, today, five years ago on this on this day, <laughs> I uh, posted up my first, well, I was uh, on YouTube, WrestleTalk for the very first time. I did the WrestleTalk news for the first time, back in like the old, old days of WrestleTalk when I think you had done a video already, <laughs> but like there was sort of like this rotating host of this daily news video. Um, and yeah, it's up there. It's actually, it's about Samoa Joe possibly joining WWE. Wow. Fact fans. Oh my um, God. But yeah, so it's, I did my first WrestleTalk video five years ago. So back to Jabba JJ. Paige and Matt help each other and middle finger each other. Love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this story is so great. Looking forward to Inner Circle versus the Elite B&G. And again, I do feel like I'm in the minority here. I hate the name. Celticus. Please give me more Priestley, yes, yes, and Nyla. Also, Swollen Baker, yes, please. Marked out hard during that segment. Lovely time with the boys. Yeah, yeah the women's stuff took a step forward this week. Canon, folks, there are two concurrent <laughs> women's storylines in AEW. Josh De Dominics. I was really looking forward to going to AEW Rochester, but with Steve yeah. starting to run wild, the show has been rescheduled. Has it actually been rescheduled? Well, that's what they say. All right, let me, you carry on. I'm going to do quickly do it. Because uh, yeah, of course, because saw... of Steve Carino, um, a lot of the stuff has been, that's a code word. Yeah, I did see that, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, I saw Sean Ross Sapp tweet that it might be, but I haven't heard that it is confirmed mm. to be moved yet, so I'll have a quick look on that. So Phoenix, pretty non-eventful episode, but oh well, had some good wrestling, so can't complain, but death's breaking the great show streak AEW has been on. 
I think I think this was an average show. Yeah. And if this is average, bloody brilliant. There's no official update from AEW right. on terms of the Rochester show being rescheduled. But there have been stories because uh, the city of Rochester has said if you're in a building of more than 50 people, then your event cannot go ahead. Yeah. And that was meant to be their big show because that was potentially going to be the debut of Brody Lee. Yeah, the exalted one being revealed as well. Uh, Gabriel Caruso, I'm driving 193 miles to watch Blood and Guts live. I really hope that Steve Carino <laughs> doesn't get the show postponed or cancelled. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's running wild, is old Steve. Sorry, I've just seen the next comment. Zach Icon Linda, Blood and Guts, what are the rules? AW, PowerPoint. There you go, PowerPoint will tell you. Josh to Dominic's hangman wanted to go two on one to try and outdo Darby. But why is he trying to outdo Darby? What's Darby done to annoy him? Well, I guess from the pre. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. But I'm asking questions and people can't come up with actual answers. Well, apparently, Rick Havoc says commentary said he didn't want to be outshined by Darby going in alone last week. But why is that? What's Hangman Page got? What's his beef with Darby Allen? Maybe he's a bit jealous of anyone's success. Doesn't make that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Aliot Ingalert, my feeling on page. He chose Nick in the open, covered for the camera by calling it a mystery, so Nick was attacked. That's why Matt's pissed at Page. No, Matt's pissed at Page because of, of the last two months yeah, of, of everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Age Entertainment. Any thoughts on the next two Dynamite shows being cancelled as they are in New York and New Jersey? I heard that's one of Steve Carino's main hangouts. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, I mean, it's, it's affecting everyone. There's stories that um, SmackDown might be, can well, not cancelled, but it might be done at the Performance Center. Mm -hmm. um, we still don't really know what the status is on <laughs> WrestleMania currently. Well, like, we'll find out later today. We're going to find out later today, uh, you know, from many sources. WWE really want to move ahead with it, but it is down to Tampa. Mm -hmm. And it might just be that it's, you know, it's not cancelled, it's just postponed until the summer. Yeah. It's uh, a summer WrestleMania, but, you know, then you've got to try and... It's incredible, really, how, like, wrestling is unlike any other sport. Because if, you, if a football game gets cancelled, it gets cancelled. If a wrestling show gets cancelled, it's like, well, what's your next week of storyline? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've been building to this show for three months. And if your show then, if your show that you had planned gets pushed back until the summer, you've then got to try and artificially extend those out by another three months. Goldberg's champion for three months will suffocate SmackDown. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I do love it when real life collides with wrestling. Because the two worlds don't merge well. <laughs> <laughs> don't. So, so this is this is interesting. From, uh, tragic, but interesting. From both sides as well, because wrestling is like, oh, real life. Get yeah, away. Yeah. Well, real life is like, oh, wrestling. Oh, what is this thing? But there's also like a weird fascination. Like wrestling is also hmm, real life. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to be more shooty. And real life's like, huh, oh, wrestling. wrestling. That'll that be your president. That was good. that was cool twenty years ago. Yeah. Get on with the play-by-play. -play. Uh, so this show took place in Salt Lake City. <laughs> uh, opened with that Page Young Bucks interaction. Loved all that. Um, Ortiz versus Cody was a cracking match. Yeah. It, it was like uh, wasn't on the level of like Cody Sammy, but Cody's just a master at working with someone else 
still looking great himself, but making the other person also look awesome. Yeah, and I love him coming out with um, Brandy and Arn. I really like the, the Nightmare Family seems to make so much more sense now that the, oh. the collective stuff is, is done and dusted. But uh, yes, I really like the, the Nightmare Family stuff. It's funny actually, when I was to um, Gorilla Position reviewing Revolution, they hated the uh, Cody coming out with so many people. They thought it felt like a really sort of big headed thing. It was like, look how many mates I've got. It's um, a boxing entourage. Well, that, 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 that was my argument as well. But I like that. I like, I, it, I like yeah, the fact really. that they've got this. Particularly then because you've got with like Santana, sorry, Ortiz has got Santana in his corner. And um, the, during the six man tag later on, you've got the bunny out there and Wardlow out there. And it's just like people have got their sort of like little mini factions. Mm. I, I really like that. It augments the featured act, I think. Uh, speaking of acts, it wasn't just these guys in and around the ring because Jake the Snake walks through the crowd with Lance Archer. Yeah, Murderhawk himself. So it is Lance Archer. It is Lance Archer. They announced two weeks ago that it's Lance Archer. Last week, Jake said, I've got a client. It's the same guy. Yeah. I liked all this. I just thought that, you know, if you take, if you zoom out and you look at the last three weeks, it's a bit like, Oh, why don't you? Well, I a bit won- of a disconnect. I here. wonder if he was meant to debut last week. In fact, I'm almost certain now that he was meant to debut but why last didn't week. He then? There, there was a report. I can't remember what the report was now. It's why he can make it. Someone will be able to let us know in the chat. I'll keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, there was because there has been a bit of a disconnect with it. But I've also seen mixed opinions on this because hmm. I quite liked this. I thought them as an act looked really cool. But I mean, just the actual debut of someone. Mm. because I've seen someone, uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Dame, who's an excellent Twitter uh, personality you should definitely follow, um, called it a wet fart of a uh, debut. Well, it's a bit harsh, I think. Um, whereas I thought it was actually quite good because it's way different to all the other debuts they've done. Was like AEW had the same pattern for all of their debuts, mm. which is someone comes in and does a big attack on someone and then they pose and then they go, oh my God, it's X, Y, and Z. So I actually just have Jake come out with Lance and they just go over there, they just sit down in the chair, they look over and they're just watching Cody. Jake's giving him his advice saying, look, this is what he's doing over there. This is the reason why he's doing this. And then at one point, Lance Hatcher getting up to seven to a fight and Jake being like, now's not the time, man. <laughs> sit back in your chair. So he sits back in his chair. And then afterwards, like, Jake's like, we've seen enough. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I, I thought it was actually really effective. Yeah, and you, Lance Archer is a big name former New Japan guy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, I think he won Most Improved last year in the Wrestling Observer Awards. Fantastic wrestler. But realistically, he doesn't have that mainstream name value, even to an AEW audience, where you can debut him as, oh, and here is the big debut. Boom, here he is. It's like, because people will just go, oh, who's that? Yeah. It's unfortunate, but you know, he just doesn't have the, the recognition. This was, this way takes the pressure off. And you don't have that sort of underwhelming part. You don't, you don't have the butcher and blade. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. It's it's Lance Archer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And JR's who? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a good match. A um, little bit of interference on the outside. And Cody tapped out Ortiz in the figure four. I like that as his submission. Yeah, no, I thought it was really mm. good as well, actually. I, I thought it was really smart as well. They worked over the leg to set that up, and Ortiz then tapped out to it. And as I said at the start of the show, sets up your blood and guts finish, not like, you know, telegraphing the finish, but puts over the fact that that match can only end in submission or surrender, which is what War Games always used to be before WWE changed it. And yeah, 
I think that's quite a nice thing to do. That shows that Cody and Arn have been working together to work on some submissions because now you need to have a submission game going into this. Yeah, really like it. And then there was the beatdown angle of Nick Jackson backstage, which was very realistic. Then we got Chris Statlander and Sheeda versus B Priestley and Nyla Rose. I was so happy to see B Priestley walk out. When she got that match graphic, I was like, yeah, B's back. And actually, during this match, I'm like, this women's division has sorely missed you. Yeah. Really has missed you. But like, you, you see these four in the ring. I'm like, I love Statlander. I love Sheeda. She's so good. Rose is a great monster heel champion. Yep. And B. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea why she hasn't been on TV. It's, I'm guessing stardom. <laughs> Surely people can fly. Maybe not so much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's the same thing with Riho, I guess. Is mm. If you've just got like constant bookings over there, then it's going to be hard for you to yeah, get back and, so. and get across. That, I'm, that, you know, I'm, I'm speculating here, but I'm going to guess that's what it is. I, I think she, she's got such presence and such charisma, and her offense feels real in, in quite a unique way. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I, th I, I think Priest is amazing. Absolutely, I remember when yeah. I first saw her, and, you know, she had something, but she was still very green and kind of in Osprey's shadow, I guess. And, like, within six months, it was like, oh, no, she's she's here now. Yeah. Uh, so, really big fan. I remember getting a text from my wife um, after she watched WOS. Uh, she watched episode one yes. of WOS. And the text message she sent to me was just like, B is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. She just, like, instantly, was like, she's just got this presence about her. She, you know, she's like, I, I love her. I think she's awesome. Yeah. And my wife hates wrestling. <laughs> I'm always worried she's going to, like, beat me up. <laughs> Take my lunch money yeah. as well. And I like that weirdly. Venomatrix. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this match was actually a pretty decent tag match as mm, well. Yeah. And what I really particularly liked about this is that although Nyla and B picked up the win, it really put a spotlight onto Sheeda in particular, being like, wow, she did, you know, she's ranked number two, and this is why she's ranked number two. And she is gunning for uh, Nyla Rose for the championship, but also there's B Priestley over here as well. And like, you know, she didn't nearly won this match on her own when Statlander got wiped out. But because the numbers game got the better of her, you know, she then got wiped out by the Beast Bomb. So the champion has pinned the ranked number one competitor. And after that match, B then attacks Nyla Rose and poses with the belt. So now you've got the number one ranked contender being pinned by the champion, which, you know, that, that sucks for her. But also this other person who doesn't really have a stake in the championship at the moment in the rankings is trying to establish herself and be like, I want a shot mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, really liked it. It's a lot it. at play. I really liked it. And there was a lot of thought that had gone into the spots as well. Just one in particular I'd never seen. B was draped across the middle ropes yeah, in yeah. the corner, and Sheeda suplexed Statlander onto her gut. That's cool. It's really cool. So really, really good stuff. I also uh, particularly liked um, BU's wicked octopus stretch. Yes, L and the roll, the rolling pin thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, lovely shout out to Chris Brooks. Yeah, and his and uh, the octopus stretch. Thought it was um, great. Then we got the a Dark Order infomercial parody with Christopher Daniels <laughs> this really pretending good. to be the guy who does all the Dark Order infomercials. Yeah. This was really well made. I really like yeah. this a lot. Yeah, you may remember me from such videos as uh, it was. Daniel's being really, really good. Um, and talks about how, hey, you know, Dark Order, you came in with a lot of promise. They, you know, everyone was really behind you. And then you came up against SCU and we knocked you out the tag title tournament and things haven't really been the same since. And you keep teasing that there's this exalted one, but we've not seen uh, any evidence. So I'm challenging you to singles matches. Singles match against Uno and Grayson. And if the exalted one does not come out during any of those singles matches, we'll know that he's made up. 
Yeah, and then later on there was a graphic that said the exalted one will be revealed next week. Yeah. So sounds like it's going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, that did strike me as weird because, as I said, like, you mm. know, Daniel's announcing we're going to have these two singles matches. <coughs> Not, and he did say, you know, it could be on Dark, it could be on Dynamite, it could be on Pay-Per-View. Neither of those matches were announced at the end of the show like they usually do. Here's what's coming up next week. But there was that graphic that said, like, the Exalted One's here next week. Yeah, it should have been, will we get the reveal? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, uh, it does... Yeah, it was, it was a bad wording to create the suspense you yeah. wanted. Surely the graphic, I would have thought, would have been Daniels versus Grayson. Mm. Will the Exalted One reveal themselves? Definitely. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade and MJF took on Jurassic Express next in a really fun match. Fun, uh, just great, a lot of character work. Mm. I loved all the character work in this, particularly MJF being the dick bully heel that he is. You know, beating up Marco Stunt. Yeah. And, then, and then because he's beating up Marco Stunt, posing, Marco tags in Luchasaurus, so MJF then backs up and it's Luchasaurus like, oh no, oh, begging off, begging off. Uh, really, really fun stuff with him. And boy howdy, Jungle Boy's hot tag mm. was marvelous. I, look, I, I love Luchasaurus so much. <laughs> yeah. I wrote in my notes, I wish Luchasaurus wasn't getting worked over. <laughs> <laughs> because I, Sometimes <laughs> my Wednesdays are built around, I'm going to get to see a Luchasaurus hot tag tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was get I, I can't believe, I was getting a bit grumpy, yeah. but I, <laughs> he was taking the heat. Your favour was getting worked yeah, over. I know, yeah, I know, I was, know. I was so worked. Um, but then Jungle Boys, like you said. Yeah. But I, I really liked Marco Stunt's tag. Yeah. When he hopped in, he went straight for MJF, and he, MJF's goofy... Coward yeah. selling was perfection, so I really liked all this. And Luchasaurus um, and the Butcher having their mm -hmm. stare down, big beef. Um, did you? Uh, I don't know if you spotted this. My uh, not my favorite moment of this match, but one that I've seen gift quite a bit. You see, Luchasaurus accidentally kicked Marcus under the face as he was getting <laughs> no. in the ring. <laughs> so like Jungle Boy's posing, Luchasaurus goes to put his big foot over the ropes, but he just kicks Marcus oh. in the face. <laughs> Realizes what he's done. He's like, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? It was. Um, He's so it was tall. His, it was his birthday yesterday. It was his birthday as well. And the tweet announced it as 65 million years old. Yeah. Um, so thanks to some distraction from both the bunny and Wardlow, MJF was able to make stunt tap with the armbar. Yeah, so bunny distracted Jungle Boy and um, Blade was able to push um, Jungle Boy off the top rope mm -hmm. and Wardlow hit Luchasaurus with the diamond ring, the very well protected diamond ring. Um, so yes, that was, and that's how they picked up. Any one with the salt of the earth armbar submission, mm, really good. Uh, Darby had a promo, just a short black and white uh, short film thing that he yeah. makes. He puts a sort of guy wearing a Sammy Guevara mask in a body bag and then drives off with it. Yeah, which was a bit uncomfortable because here in the in the UK, there's been a lot of news about a, that happened to a police officer a, a year or two ago, and the courts mm. have just you know, found the two guys did it guilty, and that's been in the news. But you know, th these things, they're not, it's not a state, it was just, when I watched it, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's cool, but oh. oh. Uh, then we got the Britt Baker promo, uh, brings Tony Coffey, as usual, Tony Spelled Schiavone. Wrong. I love how Tony then takes the coffee and drinks it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> good, yeah, it was, this week it was spelled T-O-N-E with a little 
uh, thing over accent. the top, an accent over the top of it. Um, so Baker just cut some low, some cheap heat stuff. It was very effective. Yeah, not a lot going on in Utah. You've all got bad breath. You've all got ginger fires. <laughs> and then she pauses for a second, just sort of looks around, and is like, God, you all look very familiar. I feel like I'm at one big giant family reunion. <laughs> it was really good. I really liked when she said, "You guys can follow your dreams." You can be janitors. <laughs> you can be dental assistants. She's really good at being patronizing. Yeah. And speaking of janitors, yeah. the boyfriend of a fake janitor came out in, <laughs> oh, sorry, the girlfriend, <laughs> nearly got there. Um, yeah, Big Swole came out to interrupt this to say, I mean, she didn't say this in so many words, but she, what she came out to say was, you talk too much. You never shut up. And um, Brit says, you, people only know you, Big Swole, because of your boyfriend. And so Big Swole pauses and then says, I'm married, baby. Insider jokes. Cool, cool line, because Big Swole is going out with, well, married, married to it. Cedric Alexander, WWE superstar, <laughs> main eventer. I call, as in, he's on the show main event. I called him WWE punching bag. Yes. Uh, and Britt Baker goes out with Adam Cole, baby. Um, yeah, so I thought, great burn. Did get a good reaction from the crowd. But realistically, people, the majority of people watching, I think are going to be quite confused. Oh, yeah. Because I only found out Swole was dating, well, married to Alexander, literally last week. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, no. And I would, I would say I'm pretty tapped into the wrestling this, news. It always reminds me, there's a bit in the death of WCW talking about this, where there had been an incident where someone had got like brought out a knife in, in a, like, a booking meeting in WCW. Or something. I can't remember, it was mm. in the change rooms or something. And Nash does this part of his promo, like on TV, to be like, you know, you're going to bring a knife. And no one reacts. But so because no one reacted, he was just like saying the line again to try and get the reaction out of the crowd. Because Vince Russo was convinced that every single person that watched Nitro was reading the internet and reading the dirt sheets and knew all of this insider stuff. Mm. And it's kind of lines like this where it's just like this, this is appealing to the hardcore audience and the hardcore audience only. So if you're not part of that hardcore audience, like if you just watch this segment blind, you've no idea what they're talking about other than I am married and I guess you're not. Yeah, it's, it, it is a weird one. It was a, it was a good line, I liked but I just it. thought yeah. maybe the commentators could have filled in the blanks. Maybe they did, maybe I missed it. But the, um, I th that just got me thinking. Surely Cedric's got one eye on AEW right now. Well, this is the other part of our title. Some people are asking, hey, What's the, what's the deal with the title and the thumbnail not being the same text? Well, that's, it works better. <laughs> works better to get clicks. If we have two lead stories, yeah. people want to find them out more. Um, but yeah, but Cedric Alexander, as we saw on Monday's episode of Raw, was just there to get squashed, really, by Riddick Moss in the 24-7 title picture. You cannot get much lower. If you go any lower, you're ricochet and you're on WWE main events. Yeah, which I think Cedric has actually spent a long, uh, you know, a large portion. Basically, he is someone that went to the the Raw roster with a lot of mate, a lot of promise. Had that United States Championship feud with AJ Styles, where he lost and got beaten by a drummer lot, beaten like a drummer lot. But then, you, like, remember he had that big dive off the stage yeah, through and the summer, yeah, yeah, through the summer they were like, oh man, there's big stuff for you know. And he had that bit with Roman where he was the fake janitor and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then he was just essentially taken off TV. There were reports where that Vince had given up on him. And despite the fact that Paul Heyman wanted to push him, and that really feels like it's true. Like that yeah. was a very true report because barely been on TV since. And when we do see him, squashed by Riddick Moss. Yeah, he he was reportedly a Paul Heyman guy, 
but Vince just decided no. And ever since that date where those reports came out, Vince said no, he hasn't been around for three to four months. And it just makes you think back to that Cruiserweight Classic, the summer of 2016, oh, yeah. where the crowd are chanting after Cedric lost his semi-final or quarter-final oh, no, match. Yeah. Please, sign, Please Cedric. sign Cedric. And then Triple H comes out. Was it the next week? Or no, right it, was, it, was, it was right there, wasn't it? Well, they, they, they filmed it brilliantly as well because all of that was stuff that wasn't really designed to be on television. They were just going to have Cedric lose. But the crowd reaction was such that they ended the show with the crowd chanting, please sign Cedric, Triple H coming out, giving the thumbs up to the crowd and, and walking in backstage. And that was how that show ended. It was an amazing, amazing organic moment. Mm. And that was three and a half years ago. Most WWE contracts are three years. If you go back to that period, of course, now they're five years plus, mm. however long they can get you for, like a Scientology contract. <laughs> but the, it just, the, oh, Cedric's gotta know now that he, he cannot go any further than he did in WWE the last year. You could go back to NXT, but is that a step back? I don't know. If I'm him, my wife is in AEW, AEW pushes people better and, and lets people have certain kinds of matches, I've got to be. I've, I've got to think that he would want to move there, okay, I don't, yeah. but I don't know how he can get out. Yeah, no, it's. Does he ask for his release? And well, I think I'd probably make it worse, to be honest. I think you want to play the you want to play <laughs> the the revival smart game of just staying quiet mm. and just waiting for your contract to run out. Oh, someone's just sorry, super chatted. Uh, Anton H, do you, did you guys listen to Dave on Wrestling Observer Radio today? No, I haven't yet. When he said WrestleTalk was only one of two magazines he purchases from the UK. We don't write it. Congrats. <laughs> well, but congrats to our WrestleTalk magazine team. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I really want to see Cedric in AEW now. Um, maybe this was a sort of, hey, Cedric. <laughs> I don't know. But the biggest thing here is we've got two storylines in the women's division. That's, that's two, Karen. That's two. Promising. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. Uh, Private Party and Joey Janela then took on the debuting Death Triangle. It's a cool name. We won the poll. It's official now. It's cool. Pete, Laurie and Adam can argue all they want. There was a poorly worded um, argument. Like the poll was wor <laughs> poorly worded. But history is written by the winners. And we won. So it's a cool name. Just look at the Ruthless Aggression <laughs> documentary <laughs> series. <laughs> You can make up your own history. It's, and it's wonderful. <laughs> if, as long as it's a really cool video package, you're like, oh, that is history, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they've got this, that they kind of made a triangle with their arms before they started. There was a lot of thought from those three guys of their offense in Tress. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of Tress attention to detail. Well, these, this, these three are wicked. You know, Pax wicked, Phoenix is wicked, and Pentagon is wicked. One of my favorite parts of this match was JR. JR said, Pentagon Jr. is one of the most athletic men in the business. Like, he's an incredibly athletic man, but actually when you look at it, he's the least athletic member <gasps> of Death Triangle. That's and that's not a burial of Pentagon. What that is is being <laughs> like, oh my God, we see how good this guy is. The other two are like, yeah. are, are faster. That's not, how is that even possible? It's almost a joke. Well, no, not almost. It's a dream team. It is. It's a, uh, what was that band that did? Da, 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 da. Cream? Well, yeah, Cream, yeah. Cream were a, well, a the super band. The Traveling Wilburys. Traveling Wilburys also work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 
I was excited after last week. I was also a bit cautious because it does feel a bit like you two speak Spanish. Here's an English guy to talk for you. <laughs> but on this next installment, I'm very, very much into it. And it was just a really fun match. Joey Janela got a lot in. Yeah. It did make me ponder, where have Private Party been? Yeah, well, probably on Duck. You, like, go back to that tag team tournament. First round, they beat the Bucks. They got super over, had all that momentum. Where's it gone? No, don't know. So I think that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, and they always get good reactions as well. I really enjoyed them um, kind of modifying the gin and juice because uh, Cassidy had been laid out. So Quinn did the Hurricane Rana and Joey Janela caught them into the Death Valley Drive. Oh, that, that was awesome. That was really, really nice. Really they did good. the Death Valley Driver on the apron while using Pack as a springboard to do some <laughs> dives. Really, really fun stuff in this. But then uh, they hit the package pile driver, what the Lucha Brothers did, with the black arrow for the, uh, the win. And then they locked in the death triangle, which is a triple dragon sleeper, essentially. Like, so you're, you're applying a dragon sleeper while your partners are also applying a dragon sleeper to, uh, to your friends. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty wicked. Yeah. Um, I would say, because I know a lot of people pick up on this, and I, I do agree with them, Referee do look a bit incompetent during Lucha Brothers matches because those two do not like to play by the rules. So you've got the referee going like, during the package pile driver, he's trying to count out um, Pentagon being like, one, two, you've got to get out of the ring, three, four. And they haven't even done the move yet. He's like, hey, will you, will you just... Four again. Just, uh, will you, I mean, it'd be really <laughs> grand if and, and they, they do the move and then they drag over whoever it was so the pack can do it. By this point, the ref probably counts to 15 in his mm. head. But he's like, it's the finish, but um, <laughs> hey... Hey, you over there, you go out yeah. the ring now. So it, make, it makes Knox look like a div. Um, but after that, to run down for the save, it was the best friends and Orange Cassidy slowly walking down to the ring. And that, you know, that they sort of chase him off. And I cannot believe they have built such a genuine upper mid, no, not upper mid, that's, that's a bit too extreme. Like a solid mid-card feud between Orange Cassidy and Pac. <laughs> no. Because that's what this is. And it remind, it really harkens back to the best thing about Vince Russo. And that was in the Attitude Era. He gave the mid-card guys really good stories to work with and really fleshed out characters, as sort of stupid as they were sometimes. But at least the feuds and blood feuds felt really real. That's it, yeah. The storylines might not have always been great. In fact, a lot of times they were a bit pants and do not hold up in today's uh, light. But at least they had something to do. Mm. They, they were on... When they had pay-per-view matches, you were like, oh, there is a reason for this pay-per-view match because there has been four weeks of story to get me to this point. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really like it. And so many Cassidy cosplayers yeah. in the crowd. Oh, they love a Cassidy cosplayer, don't they? And honestly, I, I love showing non-wrestling fans or lapsed wrestling fans Cassidy. I have yet to find someone who hasn't busted a nut laughing. Yeah. Uh, Cookie upstairs, who does all our merchandise. Yeah. He texted me this morning <laughs> with, with really? an orange Cassidy meme. <laughs> Show you. Please do. There it is. Where is it? Where is he? There he is. It's, uh, it's a quote of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in your pockets. <laughs> and then orange Cassidy, hold my beer, with a picture of Cassidy sort of leaping over the top rope with his hands in his pockets. And they're going to be wrestling next week. We're getting the Best Friends and Cassidy versus Death Triangle. I'm excited. I am excited. Well, if the show happens, mm. you know. Then Dustin cut a promo backstage to Lexi, saying that he'll be the tag partner for Paige. Whether you like it or not. Um, Paige is warming up 
bicep curls a beer barrel. Yeah, very funny. Uh, then they run a few submissions for the search for spears. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why either, but I do know that Shug D, who's hidden behind our Firefly Funhouse oh, thing, yeah. was part of it. Well, we should send one in. Well, I thought that, but then I thought, is it going to look desperate now that they're starting to put them on TV? Like, if we'd have done it last yes, week... Yes, we've missed the boat. Well, I think we've missed the boat now, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then they said the Exalted One will be revealed next week, uh, which was Luke Harper's rumoured debut. It's next week the show in Rochester. Yes. Yeah. Then which yeah, the 18th, yes. yeah, yeah. which would be the week before Blood and Guts. Mm. Uh, so, you, you know, you'd assume that means Luke Harper's the exalted one. Um, which, I, I'm, you know, that's fine. I, uh, it's not how I'd have done it, but yeah. But I don't, you know, maybe Broken Hardy isn't the right one either. I don't know. And um, then we've got the rules. Then we've got a really good Mox interview. Yeah. Sit good. down with JR and just, yeah. This is, this is what JR's brilliant at. Yeah, absolutely, it really was. And Mox was just there to cut the promo to say, you know what, I'm not medically cleared at the moment, but I will be soon. And, you know, when I am, you know, I'm coming back for the inner circle. We've got unfinished business. It did feel like they were setting up um, Hager versus Moxley as the next title feud, mm. which I'm slightly concerned about because that feels very mid-card. But it was like JR was very, you know, direct in asking, Surely we're going to see you versus Hager at some point. <coughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if we feel. I don't know if Hager feels like a big enough deal to be fighting for the title currently. Yeah. Um, I've also got one very nitpicky thing. Very nitpicky. Uh, I would have filmed this interview somewhere else. It looked like they were in a very very fancy hotel foyer with a fireplace behind them. I don't think that's befitting of the character you've presented Mox as. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he. You know, he's not cleared. I don't think it's good f to show him relaxing. Yeah. He should be angry. That should have been in a gym. It should have been rolling around on the mats again and then, you know, in a sort of MMA training yeah, camp. Yeah. Maybe JR's talking to him as he's punt like doing some yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right yeah. on that one. It's interesting, although the, unfortunately the, the event's been cancelled now, the, uh, the Scrap Mania, mm. the promo package that OTT released for David Starr versus John Moxley is, oh, it's so good. They do great video packages. They really do. Mostly because they also they don't care about copyrights. <laughs> They'll just use WWE footage and be like, yeah, it's fine. They probably won't notice. And they it's use like Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> they use AEW footage, hoping that no one will really notice. But it's such a good promo package. It made me hate John Moxley. Like, it really yeah, did a good yeah. job making me go like, yeah, you're right, David Starr. He did sell his soul for, to one billionaire, leave, and then sign his soul to a different billionaire. I'm like, you're right. He's not independent, David Starr. You're right. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, so just, uh, I'm, I'm just going to show Luke something on my screen uh, because we might, you know, we might have a cool thing to talk about tomorrow. <gasps> oh, hello, mate. <laughs> hello, mate. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, and then we got the main event, which was you know, really fun, but I kind of, I'd, I, I felt a bit cheated out of a better tag partner. I, Not that I don't like Dustin. No, but I read in my news. I said in my news. It makes perfect storyline sense. However, it's, <laughs> it was not the coolest reveal in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, and we've already talked about that in the opening. I just love Paige bouncing off stuff. I don't think I've seen anyone bounce off ropes 
the way he does. You know, you, you yeah. throw him into the barricade. Twang, clothesline. Yeah. It's like he, he's made of flubber. He has, man, what a difference half a year has made. Yeah. You look back to All Out last year, you look at him now, totally different. And mm. I love that. Really, really love that. So overall, I'll give this a three out of five. I think that's fair Average. enough. Yeah. I would, I'd say that's fair enough. I'd have probably given it a high because I really enjoyed the in-ring work and um, I enjoyed the promos. Also, two women's storylines. That's a step in the right direction. I think as AEW as a whole and the quality we've seen over the last few weeks, this this is the average for them. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's a hell of a baseline. And a big thank you to Tomo, Tomo from Swath Thunder, man in the super chats today. And we've also got Tucky Marcus, the best Daoud, and uh, the backup, which means she's probably in there anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's the mod mother, Jenna. She takes care of us. She does. I feel even though she's not here with us physically, mm -hmm. makes it sound like she's dead. <laughs> even though she's not physically in the building with us, I feel like she's just bringing us cups of tea all the time. Yeah because she's just always there for us. Uh, so thank you, all the modding team. So let's get into your su su super chats. Um, Mr. Undisputed, two women's stories <laughs> or B&G competitors? Two hours. Uh, background competitors? No, that'd be Blood and Guts. Oh, Blood and Guts competitors. Two so hours? So I think what they're asking for is, do you want more women's storylines or do you want them to spend time doing the Blood and Guts competitors? You've only got two hours to play with. I, as much as I love the Jungle Express MJF, why can't I cut something else that isn't those? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but if I had to, at the moment, I would have uh, Blood and Gut stuff, because hmm. that's the biggest thing in the promotion. Agreed. Um, Dan Grunmeister, Matt Jackson versus Hangman Adam Page at Double or Nothing. Yeah, and the singles match would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, we will get a, a much clearer picture of Double or Nothing, I think, once coming off the back of Blood and Guts. So yeah, that is a possibility, but then you've got to think, are they going to be defending the tag titles? Like, where, where's Kenny in all of that? Mm. Or maybe Kenny's not wrestling. Enix, AEW needs to find a way to do Lance versus Marco. <laughs> that would be fun if Marco didn't botch like he has been a lot recently. Why Lance Archer versus Marco? Just because of the size difference. Yeah, yeah. Lance Archer's Just big, Kenny. Marco's done small. Phoenix, uh, B needs to be offered the title to get her to stay in AEW. She's got that much potential. Totally agree. I think she should be in the title picture. Yeah, but I don't think she needs an offer to stay in AEW. Oh, like, yeah, she, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think that's what Phoenix is saying, that like they need to offer her something big to make sure that she stays. Mm. Um, but she has got a huge amount of potential. She should, should be She should be top guy. Should yeah. It's weird. Like, saying she's got potential sounds like she hasn't already arrived. Yeah. I, in my opinion, she... she it's right. quite fully formed as of 18 months ago. I was going to say, she arrived a while ago. Uh, Rich McCann, who do you feel is underrated in AEW? Personally, I feel Luchasaurus and Butcher and Blade, their tag finisher is amazing. Yeah, Butcher and Blade are a, a funny little act, really, aren't they? Because they don't, they are a featured act, but never feel like they're really being pushed. Mm. They're, they're sort of C-level Batman villains. Yeah. But I'm always, I'm always happy when I see them in a comic. Nice, I like it. Uh, injection. Prediction, they won't reveal the Exalted one next week? Well, I don't think they are, because otherwise don't announce two singles matches. Like, surely you would do it after the second singles match, or during the second singles match. I think that would be really unfortunate yeah. if, if they don't. I, you, they've, they've been very good at not at, at delivering stuff they've 
they've teased, but mm -hmm. the last week I feel like they they've fallen on the wrong side of that line. I can, yeah, I agree. Uh, Phoenix again. Danhausen as Exalted One and has a super serious Grayson and Uno getting fed up with Danhausen being a funny nut and not scary and serious enough. Could be funny. Yeah, I'd rather. I wouldn't put it as yeah. a comedy act. They're too, you know. It's, it's an out there gimmick anyway. You don't want yeah. to puncture that. Pledge Hammer Sawyer. I may have imagined this, but I felt like Penta barely did any Kiero Medo. Sierra Medo? I'm not even going to attempt because I just get it wrong. Biggest heel of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. To my head, he didn't. But, you know, he's more than made up for it in every other match. <laughs> yeah. Where he does it about 80 times. Oh, yeah. yeah which yeah. I, and I, I always pop for it. Eighth time in a match. I'm still going crazy. Stop it. I picked up a poster Stop. of uh, Pentagon for our podcast listeners. Uh, over to you. Oh, sorry. Um, James Handley in the non-AEW related section said, never listen to the audiobook of the death of WCW and watch a wrestling show. Can't tell if the show was less quality than normal or if the book was making the mistakes <laughs> more pronounced. I mean, I read, so I read death of WCW um, for the first time in 2004, maybe 2006 maybe. Wow. Um, and it's just an absolutely, in, like one of those books you read where you're like, good, like this really has highlighted everything that was wrong with the company. And then they did the 10th anniversary edition, which I thought I'd lost to the great pigeon to catastrophe of the old studio. But it turns out it was on Ollie's desk. Who knew? He was propping up his monitor. Um, the 10th anniversary edition is even better because that not only tells you all the great stuff with stuff that was taken out the original transcript with new interviews and stuff going in but also has like a lessons not learned. Mm. Just pointing out how so many companies have made the exact same mistakes that this company that went out of business did. It was inc it's incredible stuff. Um, but th don't think, that you, you probably just went into this episode of Dynamite with a certain mindset. Uh, th and this was subpar compared to the previous two months really, but it was nowhere near as close mm. as anything in that book. Uh, oh, sorry, it's me, isn't it? Oh, I'm very bad at this. Smarty, Chris Jericho has said that the Steve Carino virus is nothing but mass hysteria. Do you think his opinion has any impact on any AEW's approach to the situation? No. No, no, not at all. No. Um, I don't think that AEW believe Jericho that it's made up. Mm. Um, you see, is that actually what he thinks? Well, no, he had conspiracy theorists on that were saying that it was, it's been made up by the satanic government to, uh, and there's been like, Austin Aries was tweeting about this yesterday saying like, isn't it coincidental that it always happens around election years that these sort of viral outbreaks happen? And then said, it goes, doesn't though. <laughs> then the last one was in 2002, wasn't it? And then said, um, what, was the, what was the thing that really made me laugh? Uh, it was like, yeah, you know, it's uh, obesity kills people. And it's like, can't argue with that. I, I know, but I was like, I don't think anyone is saying that this is the only thing that's killing people at the moment. Whereas a lot of these people mm. are just like, this is the, you know, hey, loads of things, cars kill people. Why aren't yeah, we banning well, cars off the road? Cars don't exponentially increase. <laughs> anyway, uh, Phoenix Wolf, or Felix Wolf rather. Uh, I'm looking to start training to be a pro wrestler soon myself and was wondering if you believe age is irrelevant when it comes to starting training. I've just turned 27 this past Monday. Cheers. Absolutely frigging not. Do you know why? DDP. Didn't start his career until he was 40. Incredible. Neither did Batista. Batista was a latecomer. He was like yeah. 35, right? Yep. Wreak Havoc, Kip Sabian, Sammy Guevara, Cedric Alexander, Triple Threat. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Tasty. Yeah. And Slappy. That'll be. <laughs> Austin Shrug. Joe, 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 
Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe, Joe. If you haven't yet, go check out No Rolls Barred. It's our wrestling D&D show that we're doing over on Parts Fun 9, which is also available as a podcast on all available podcast catches. Thank you, Austin Schrock, for the uh, for charming for the best character on that show. And, and your generous donation. Uh, Tim, aunt, are you guys worried that you may have to work from home in the near future? I saw that Cultaholic is starting to consider that possibility. Well, I came into the office today and I said to everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we, so from tomorrow, it's only going to be, because we, we can't make this stuff from home. So if you have a video to make on that day, come in and then go home. Yeah. So we'll only come in if we need for the video part of the day whereas so that means you know you'll be home three days i think three two days, days a week three or days. something yeah uh yeah two yeah no no three days because i didn't mm. do any videos on wednesday yeah so we'll yeah we're trying to we're trying to do our part i think it's now a, a citizen thing where yeah. you you can't you just yeah so was it social not isolation, but social separation yeah. is the, the biggest thing that's going to help right now. Yeah, that's, and I'd imagine my wife's going to be in the same position <laughs> soon enough. My um, my podcast partner is, you know, he's gonna, and now his as officer is effectively shut down. I had a meeting scheduled for this current uh, this Friday. We're doing it as a video call now. Yeah, I think I don't because it's public transport that gets gets me. Uh, I cycle into work, so I'm okay. But I was thinking, mm. I'm on that tube for like an hour. Yeah. So Ubers, we could pay for your Ubers. Yeah, I don't know. If the I don't know, if we're gonna do it, we should do it right. Let's talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Michael Dominguez got a massage and swear she had me in a half Boston crab. <laughs> I knew, and the wrestle friends appreciate that reference. Is Death Triangle a League of Nations, not US? No, because the League of Nations was represented by lots of nations, and they were also a terrible act. Mm. Uh, forged by gaming. Stupid question. You are now cast in a horror movie. Which wrestlers are your final girl or guy and your slasher? By the way, love no rolls barred. Thank do you, know, you. Do you know who it is? It's Butcher and Blade. They're, they're my monsters. Yeah? Yeah. With Bunny as well. As this sort of like crazy house for a thousand corpses, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, slaughterhouse that you're trying to escape from. Well, Bray Wyatt's the correct answer. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's um, all But that. I, I, my comedy answer was going to be Samoa Joe and Wendy. <laughs> the age of me, say no to Steve Carino. Say Beth no, Beaky, indeed. You sound like give me what I want, LOL. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the nature of reviews, right? I say what I want to happen. Yeah. You give your because it on? wasn't given to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, during the, our initial uh, portion of this, I did see some people saying, uh, oh, I see the clickbait titles are back. But um, I don't think it's clickbait to say, to ask a question. Hmm. You're only asking the question. You, know, you feel free to disagree. Joe Ray, Oliver Davis, bring forth your punishment video. Yeah, where is that? Well, I've got, a, got plans. Maybe I won't do the punishment video. What? The Zornice. Joe is not a character. <laughs> Joe is Ollie, emoticon smiley face. You, I cannot recommend enough the... So this week's um, podcast, the episode two podcast with Adam and Tom doing the intro and outro, because the podcast got exclusive content. Them talking about um, the, the Golden Joe character, but because I've been editing it, the Patreon stuff, where those two are going into sort of like the booking of characters, is so interesting hearing them talk about the, the fine line between Oliver Davis and Golden Joe. It's, 
it's different. They're different people. We watched. We had a bit of a viewing party yesterday of episode three, the Regal Wrangle. It's it's incredible stuff. <laughs> Hats and, off to Rich. Rich has done an amazing job. And just last minute, Super Chat. Gordon Maston says Dynamite cancelled next week because of Steve. Uh, Unless not, there's I'm been an say, update I'm going to check this started. out because there are also people in the chats that are just saying WrestleMania has been cancelled when there's not actually announcement of that yet. People no. are just trying to wind people up in the chats. But we will but find I'm, out about that today, probably. Indeed. Uh, again, there's been no official announcement from AEW. I'm going to do a quick Google of it. Rochester. Well, and thank you also to RJ for Nips Odell uh, for our, our last super chat there. Thank you, everyone, all so much for tuning in today. Has uh, AEW been canceled? Well, okay, according to this, uh, next week's edition of AEW Dynamite in Rochester has been rescheduled due to the recent coronavirus. Uh, the event was originally scheduled, blah, 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 blah. Ticket holders will have the option to request refunds. I wonder where the source of this is. Uh, All Elite, All Elite Wrestling is expected to make announcements shortly, including details of how they plan to present the show. So there's no source given on that. AW's Twitter account? Uh, that's what WrestleBoats have tweeted, uh, Connor Matthews is saying. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I was looking for. So uh, WrestleBoats said, have they? WrestleBoats, Twitter, I'm on it. I'm on it. Oh, wow. Apparently Vince McMahon is at the Tampa Bay oh. meeting right now. Uh, this is personal opinion, but um, postponement is the leading choice. Of WrestleMania, yeah. Uh, discussions, oh, nothing about AEW. Okay. So, I mean, have a Google around, people, but you know, make sure you're checking where the sources are coming from. Uh, AEW have not made an official announcement. Yeah, yet. so that's, yeah, we can't say anything until. Yeah. Uh, I have this email in from Andrew, who says, Hi Luke and the gang, hope this email finds you well. I just wanted to share with you guys an embarrassing interaction I had on Twitter with my favourite wrestler of all time. Oh no. Zack Ryder. Brackets, no seriously. Oh, wow. I mean, I like Zack Ryder. But he's your favourite of all. Every each to their own. Hey man, maybe he was really on that Z True Long Island story train, you know, but, ten years ago. But really, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, he continues. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Zach since his days back as the Major Brothers in ECW. The Edgeheads, his partnership with Rosa Mendez. I've always been a fan. Fast forward to the greatest Royal Rumble at Saudi Showdown. I remember watching and having an eh time, but I kept waiting for Zach. All fifty slots came and went. No Zach. There were people I've never even heard of or have never seen again. But no, Zach, I was livid. How, how the hell could WWE not use him in this? They had people from NXT, so why not Zach? Yes. So I went to Twitter and I ranted, are you kidding me, at WWE? 50 slots and no, at Zach Ryder, what the actual hell? I left this alone for a while, came back, and saw I had over a hundred notifications. What? I made a difference. Nope. It was Zach responding, I got hurt Monday. Chill. I felt so embarrassed. How did I not know that my favorite wrestler got hurt? I don't know. Probably not a big deal, but it's always something that stuck out to me. I've attached a photo of the interaction and a picture of me as a kid doing the L.I. finger signs. And he has a speed. Attached an interaction there. There it is. I got yeah. hurt on Monday. Chill. Yep. And there he is doing the Long Island icy yeah, pose. Yeah. Well, with, with is that frosted hair as well? Um, Slightly blonde, fleckled hair. It, it's certainly like a blonde fringe. I don't mm. know if it's frosted tips though. It's certainly not Michael Cole in 1999. Well, 
Well, what is it your anniversary? Why is it your anniversary? Is it's, it your job anniversary? It's my job anniversary. Ah, oh, sorry, man. I didn't get you anything. That's quite all right, mate. I, I just have it as a to-doist. Uh, every no, year. Every year to be like, this is when you did your first video for WrestleTalk. Ah, oh, congratulations. So like back in the old, old days when we had like the oh. really busy background. I don't think that counts. What? Well, it's my, it's my anniversary of my first video on WrestleTalk is what I'm counting. I think it, because your true anniversary is soon. It is actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, we yeah. did the, the um, ramble, yeah, the the first ever that wrestle don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, on top of all the exciting things we teased in the intro, there is another exciting thing happening next Friday: a new show that we are making. And someone not in the office gang said to me, or we could call it that wrestle talk podcast. Yeah, and that cuts so deep. I didn't know. The joke had travelled beyond us. It was the coronavirus, <laughs> which we can say on this show. We won't get demonetised. Well, we, we hope not. Um, yeah, because Pete made that joke, and we were like, ha, 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 "Pete, office insider banter." And then you were like, "Yeah, funny enough, someone else made that exact same joke." Mm. It's travelled, man. Mm. Um, uh, shall I read out the email that we got in from Sanchez that you actually responded to? Uh, the one that said, best tag match of all time. Yes, very interesting take. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always good to keep the grand scale of history in mind. Indeed. This comes in from Sanchez, who says, hello, Ollie, Luke, and the rest of the team. There's a lot of you now. You may remember me as the guy that came up to you at the Frontline WrestleGate show before your live podcast to thank you for the opportunity to write for the website. Although Ollie probably remembers me more as the guy that kept his student ID in his phone case. Do actually remember. I don't know why. Picked on that. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'd go as far as to call. Uh, sorry, I emailed in for the first time today because of a match I feel keeps getting overlooked. Since Revolution, many, including Ollie, have been saying that Omega mm. and Page versus the Young Bucks is arguably the greatest tag match of all time. So I watched it on the way to uni, where I usually listen to your podcast, and was disappointed. In oh. fact, I'd go as far to call the match the inferior version of the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks, which I consider to be the greatest tag match ever. May I ask a clarifying, repeating question there? Where did they watch it? Uh, on a bus oh. uh, on, the, on the way to university. Okay. Well, it doesn't specify, it just says on the way to university. Some form of travel that isn't being in a driver's seat. Mm. Or maybe it was. Maybe he was watching it illegally in the, out the corner of his eye. Yeah. I know someone who did the entire like second season of How to Get Away with Murder in traffic jams. <laughs> they would press play, they put it in the sort of little bit yeah, yeah. at the bottom of the dashboard. Uh, but yeah, okay, I'm gonna take that little detail and I'm just gonna put it in my back pocket yep. for when we get to the end argument of this. Yes, okay. Aside from the AEW match having identical spots as was in the New Japan match, Kenny and X's You Cannot Escape Moonsault combo, Kenny's partner saving Omega from the Melts drive by putting one of the bucks through a table, I felt the Golden Lovers match had a more unique and emotionally charged sequences than the Page match, e.g. Matt Jackson sacrificing the last move on more bang for your buck to dive on Kenny, Kenny refusing to hit the one-winged agent <coughs> on his friend, but Matt literally forcing his hand. The Golden Lovers, had, Golden Lovers match had more complex story as well. Rather than focusing on a will-he-won't-he -he turn of Hangman Page, the New Japan match saw the four wrestlers have their own internal conflicts. This video pretty much sums up. If you haven't seen it in a while, it's a video that's about the match itself. I could gush on all day about this match. My question is to you. Do you think the recency bias is making people think of uh, 
uh, Paige and Omega versus the Young Bucks more favorably, or do you think this match has something that Lovers Bucks, Lovers versus Bucks didn't? Genuinely curious because obviously I prefer the New Japan match. Sorry for the super long email. Thank you for your consistently consistent content. Very well written and argued email, mm. and some stuff isn't for everyone. People have different opinions, so that's the main takeaway here. Your subjective experience was different to ours. But that it is curious because it sounds like this is very much in your groove. Like if Louis Danger Dangor, our website writer, said, ah, that tag match wasn't for me. I go, I'm not surprised because all you like is NXT. Yeah. Which is kind of similar, but you know, these are yeah, different yeah. characters, Absolutely. different yeah, yeah. style of uh, different story. So it is weird that you were so into the Golden Lovers stuff and not this, because mm. they're both absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's daylight between them, really. And your argument of maybe it's just recency bias yeah. is definitely potentially a, a case. Although Dave Meltzer, and it's hard to argue with Big Daddy Dave when it comes to completely objective wrestling opinions, went back and rewatched what he considers to be the two other greatest North American tag matches? Well, he'd, yeah, he had said initially it was North American and then expanded it and included the greatest tag match that he'd ever seen, which I think was from All Japan. And then had essentially, like, there was one from the 70s and then there was one from the 80s, there's one from New Japan, or from All Japan rather, and then this match and sort of compared all four of them together, I think. And he agreed this, this one was the best. Yes. But it really, really is daylight between them now. Um, so I... But I, it was just when you said that about watching it on the on the way to uni. Mm. How did you watch the New Japan match? Because sometimes it's so much about you, what you bring to it. If you're watching something or reading something on a bus, I would argue you won't have the same intense experience mm -hmm. as watching that at home on a big screen. I completely agree with you. Also, I've just done a little bit of research there while you were monologuing. Um, everyone has always uh, criticized Dave Meltzer for having Kenny Omega and New Japan bias. So I looked it up. That match that he is referring to got five stars from the Arresting Observer newsletter, whereas this one got six stars. So by uh, Dave Meltzer's standards, it wasn't as good as a match. However, my argument, I suppose, would be for Sanchez is, if you were more emotionally invested in the Golden Lovers versus Bucks storyline than you were the Hangman Page, Matt Jackson storyline, then yeah, you are going to think this for other matches better. For me, I would, I'm so invested in this Hangman Page versus the Elite story that for me that the Revolution match was the better match. Not to take anything away from the Golden Lovers match because it is ex one, you know, absolutely incredible stuff but I was not as invested in that storyline as I am this one. So that match is going to appeal to me more. And it's because there's that weekly TV. Mm -hmm. You've been yep. getting doses of this on sort of cliffhangers every week. You've, you've lived through this story for what, four months now? Yeah. Whereas as much as I love New Japan, they don't have that same kind of schedule. So I'll watch pay-per-view, road to pay-per-view, I get so confused with what they're doing. And then, oh, this match that's kind of nebulously been building, sometimes on a Thursday, sometimes on a Sunday. Yeah. So it's different to when you've got a, a more appointment viewing build to something. And, and perhaps I am projecting this onto Sanchez, but I have seen this uh, from, I've done it myself in fact. If you love something so much and then instantly someone comes in and be like, this version of it's better, and it's a very similar version, 
you are going to get very defensive of the thing that you like mm. and fight the corner of that even more to be like, no, 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 this is the best version of that, not the new version. Yeah, but still, um, you know, an excellently, uh, excellently, argument. totally your opinion. Sanchez. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to have a quick clarification from Matt, uh, who said, I just wanted to send a quick email to clarify that when I mentioned the payment link to the Wrestling Histories podcast in my previous email, that was back in the day when it first went behind a paywall. I haven't sent a link, I haven't seen a link to it since uh, on your website. Thought I'd better email uh, to clarify, just in case Ollie dispatches Andy or one of the rest types to look for the link on the site that doesn't exist. Sorry, can you repeat that? Because I've just seen that my holiday has been cancelled. Oh, no. It's a real-time reaction, folks. We usually just serve this for YouTube. Oh, mate. Is it fully cancelled? My lady partner's just... So we were going to go to Vietnam on April 16th for two weeks? Which we were kind of joking about in the office. As of 11th of March... Which, is Which was yesterday. There is increased disruption and restrictions on British nationals visiting Vietnam. British travellers to Vietnam report uncertainty about the impact of these new restrictions, even for those with valid visas. Uh, crap. Well, we don't need a visa because we are under 30 days. You need a visa if you stay longer than a month, you see. Um, huh. Someone actually commented on our video yesterday being like, I, I live in Vietnam. This coronavirus stuff is crazy, but the government is properly on it. Mm -hmm. They are just deep cleaning streets. If you've got a symptom, you'll be put into hospital. So they're very on it. But, you know, if we get ill, I don't particularly want to be in hospital. Yeah. You know, I might, I might feel fine, but because I have it and I'll be contagious, I'm then quarantined in a foreign country. Oh, dear. And I really don't want to be that guy at this point, but we do have to go live in five seconds. So okay. <laughs> can you <laughs> can you perhaps put this into the back of your mind for an hour yeah, while sure. we, while we do the AEW stream? Yeah, sure. Oh, mate, that is devastating news. I'm I ah. Oh. oh well. I don't want to sound like a callous-hearted bitch, but like I'm sorry, man. But we we do have to go and do a show. Let's now. let's do the show. Okay. Well, you know. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe there'll be a, a bit more of an update on Ollie's travel situation. Sorry we didn't get to that person's question. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't deleted the email. We'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the magazine show. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.